chapter 5, verse 3. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Say amen when you're there. Now, we do have this, by the way, on the Bible app. So if you're familiar with the Bible app, you can open that up and have the sermon notes there as well, the scripture. You can read that throughout the week as well. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Reading out of the uh, New King James Version today, we'll also read out of New Living Translation as well. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers. Not pacemakers, but peacemakers. Maybe if you have a pacemaker, you're thanking God for it right now. For they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you. Falsely for my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecute the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for this moment. Thank you again for all that we've done up to this moment and it's been blessed and it's had your seal of approval on it. And Lord, we thank you for the moments going forward. I pray today that as we begin this journey, starting on Sundays this month and then continuing into October, on Wednesday nights as we talk about what it means to truly be blessed, how to have a spirit of generosity, all, as we cover all of those topics, Lord, I trust that our hearts would be open to receiving your word for us. We just give you all the praise and glory. And God's people said, amen, so be it. I don't know if you heard recently about the nuns that were traveling down I-35 here, and they were pulled over by a police officer. And, and uh, as he pulled them over, he came to the window, and she said, Officer, what, what's wrong? Was I doing something wrong? And he said, No, you were going really, really slow on this busy highway. I wanted to make sure that everything was okay, that you didn't have car trouble, that everything was okay. And she said, Yeah, everything's fine. She said, I was going the speed limit. I saw a sign back there that said 35, and I was going 35 miles an hour kind of kind of laughed to himself he said no no ma'am no sister he said that's that's the route that you're on that's that's the highway that you're on you're on route 35 and 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 you need to pick up the speed it's it's a lot faster than here you're going to get run over we i want you to be safe she said okay as he was sending them on their way he noticed in the back seat there were two other nuns that were sitting in the back but they were sweating bullets and they were shaking and they were really really nervous he goes back to the window he says is everything okay with, with the passengers in the back seat they seem they seem a little rattled is everything okay and the nun driving said, no, no, everything's fine. We just got off of Route 190. So I'll wait for you if you need to catch up on that one. There we go. The laughs are trickling in. <laughs> Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Amen. Those nuns in the back seat needed comfort. Well, so much, again, is happening today. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with where we're going over the course of today. So, a lot's happened already. Everyone say 3 o'clock. All right, at 3 o'clock, we don't want you to forget, we want you to show up to your kid's school, your kid's campus, wherever that may be. We want you to show up there 
And if you're the only family there, that's okay. You can pray, just your family or some other families at church join you. We want you to pray together. And what we're asking you to do is to go to your kid's campus, wherever that is. So Holly and I will be uh, in Salado, because that's where our kids go to school. That's where our, our home is, is in Salado. And so we'll be at uh, Thomas Arnold Elementary for all of the Salado families in here. And uh, that's where we will be uh, praying over all of the campuses at one time. We're not going to drive to every campus. So what you'll do is if your kids go to Lake Belton Middle School or Belton High School, or maybe you have kids in several different campuses, you can choose one campus. And trust me, God is okay and knows that if you go to one campus, you can say a prayer over all the campuses. Amen. That God is big enough to, to get that. Are you with me today, church? Or if you physically want to drive to every campus, you can do that. Certainly our goal would be, it would be great to have every campus in Bell County covered, but my goodness, with all the schools that are in Colleen alone, it would be really, really hard to cover every single campus. So what we're going to do is when you are at your campus, say a prayer over that, that, uh, that school district and then say a prayer over the rest of the school districts. You know, God, I pray for Academy right now. Those, those kids in Academy, I pray for Slato and Belton and Temple and we pray over Troy and you know, Colleen and Copper's Cove, whatever it is, you know, we just say a prayer over those campuses where you're at. So that's at three o'clock today. So you can go out, you can have lunch, fill your bellies, go to your kids' campus, pray a, a blessing over that school, pray over the administrators, the teachers, just be led by the spirit and you can pray. And, and uh, it, it's great if some other families join you, but again, if it's just you, that's fine. And uh, it just takes two of us to agree. Amen. In Jesus name. And so we want to do that at three o'clock. And then again, at five o'clock, we have our connect groups all over Bell County. We want you to be a part of and certainly attend one of those. So many good things are happening in the house of the Lord. So as we're talking about, we're launching, uh, we're wrapping up our this quarter that we're in. Our emphasis has been, uh, as we've been talking about, our spiritual challenges. And, and uh, last month we did the music challenge. Uh, many of you took that music challenge to listen to only Christian music, Christian radio, whatever, for 30 days. And, and so many of you took that challenge. And I heard so many good, positive feedback about that challenge. This month our challenge is to take our Bible with us wherever we go, to the grocery store, to the gym, wherever you go. Just, just take it with you in your car and and uh, we're asking everyone to, uh, to take a selfie with your Bible when you're at the grocery store, or at the gym, or at the cleaners, or wherever you are. Yes, take a Bible selfie. And what we want you to do is we want you to hashtag it, not hash brown it, but hashtag it, pound sign it, with CRC Bible Thumper. Okay, hashtag. Everybody do this. Hashtag. All right. Now, for those that are in the house, you have two questions. First of all, what is a selfie? And what is a hash brown? The hashtag. What's the pound sign? Like I said last week, the best thing really to do is to find a teenager in the house and let them explain it to you. But I will do my best in this moment. Um, <laughs> the selfie is, is kind of self-explanatory, but it is. It's, let me just take one with the whole church here real quick. All right. Photo bomb. Okay, there we go. I will, hashtag, I will hash brown that later. <laughs> I will hashtag that later, Bible thump. So we want you to take a selfie with your Bible. So if you're at the grocery store, put your Bible in your cart. Take a picture of it. Um, if you want to take a picture with it, you see Pastor Cameron's long arms and his photo with the big family Bible there. Um, but we, we just want to have some fun with this. But we want to know where your Bible is going. Amen? Take it wherever you go. Take it with you. 
you know, and so take a picture with it, wherever that's at. And the hashtag part is, you know, you have to, you have to work to find it on your phone, on the keyboard. No, I don't want Siri. Stop. What's a hashtag? We shouldn't do that right now. So uh, <laughs> just to be safe. Amen. So if you'll pull up your phone, I will show you real quick or your text message or a keyboard for those that don't know. I've got my wife here. This is her text message. And you got to like punch a bunch of buttons. But look for the pound sign. How many know what a pound sign is? Yeah, that's a hashtag too, by the way. It wasn't a hashtag always. It was always a pound sign. But nowadays, it's also a hashtag. And so you press the pound sign and you type in CRC Bible Thumper and into Facebook or Instagram or all your social media. And uh, so anytime we search that, if you'll do that now, I wouldn't well, do that right now. I don't care. But if you do that on social media, you'll see already there's some pictures. I think I posted, uh, Pastor Ben and Jenny have posted some. So we want you to do that. Do that today. Maybe while you're at the school, take a photo with your with your uh, Bible there. And um, we, will, we will see all the cool photos that are happening. So our Bible challenge is this month. Now, we are starting today um, our series um, uh, over be- called The Blessed Life which will lead into our Wednesday night Bible series or Bible study, um, The Blessed Life as well, starting in October. So what we want to do today is, and the rest of this month, is my goal is just to really prepare us for what we'll be doing collectively as a group on Wednesday nights. And more and more of this, you'll hear about it as we get closer to it, certainly um, as approaching October. But today we are talking about The Blessed Life. What does it mean to really be blessed? Now, I guess my first question is, do you ever feel like you don't deserve to be blessed? Am I the only one? Have you ever felt like that? That God, I I don't deserve these blessings that I have. Anybody ever felt that way? Raise your hand in here. All right, good. I'm not alone. All right, got some truth tellers in the house today. Yeah, I guess that is my question too is like, do I deserve to be blessed? And my answer is, yeah, I, I do deserve to be blessed. You deserve to be blessed. Now, when I was growing up, there was a song that we would use to sing. If you know it, I would ask that you sing it with me. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God, I don't know why I'm laughing, it's done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what, amen. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever just really counted your blessings? I did this week. I really did. It's, it's, it's here in my notes. I'm not going to read over all of them, but I really went through and I began to write down everything that I could think of. I, I really wanted to count my blessings to see what God has done. So I began to write down some of the things that I was blessed for. First thing that I wrote down was that I am blessed that because I'm saved by grace. Amen. That was the first thing that I could think of that the reason I was blessed, that I have been saved by grace grace. God is, God saved me. He, he, he rescued me. He ransomed me from hell, from a life that, that was, that was going nowhere. Jesus Christ died on a cross for me. That was my biggest blessing that I could write down. And and right under that, I wrote down that I was married out of my league, married to an amazing woman, smoking hot woman, married out of my league. I married an amazing, amazing woman of God. Where's my in-laws? Y'all should have said amen to that. There we go. All right, thought for sure I get a clap. Married amazing woman of God. I have two amazing children. 
blessings. They're blessings unto me. My children are a blessing unto me. As Proverbs 31 says, they're, they're a blessing unto us. My children are a blessing unto me. I get to pastor the best church on the entire planet with the best people in it. Hashtag best church. Hashtag best people. Yeah, that is a blessing to me. I get to pastor a really cool, awesome, amazing church with those kind of people in it. I love my church. I love my church. Hashtag it. Love my church. Pounce on it. Last time I did that, some other pastors got offended, but they don't. I hashtagged it anyway. Pound signed it. We have a wonderful home, a house that we get to call home. We have a roof over our head. That is a blessing. Amen. There are many people in the world that don't have roofs, or if they do, they have holes in them. They don't have a roof at all. Maybe not. Maybe you have a roof and three walls. But I am blessed that we have a, an amazing home, that we, a house that we can call home. That we can, when we leave here today, and we can go to dinner, and we can drive to our house and. Watch the Cowboys pull out a victory in Jesus' name. How many would agree with me right now in Jesus' name, prophetically? (laughs) That would be a blessing. I don't know. The Longhorns lost last night, so maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm not as blessed as I thought. I don't know. For all the West Coast uh, people in here, I I won't listen to that. So, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I I... I'm healthy. Sure, I have moments. Yeah, I get sick sometimes, but, but I'm healthy. I thank God that I have my health. I'm blessed because I'm healthy. I have a car that works. We have more than one car that works. And guess what? They're both paid for. Praise the Lord. That's a blessing. There's nothing like paying off like a, a house or a car or something, a credit card, amen? Something like that, man. It's just like, whew. Blessings. We're blessed that we have cars at work. Amen. We have air conditioning in our cars. In Texas, that's a big deal, folks. The moment your air conditioning stops working, you'll know about it, won't you? It is. Trust me, it is a blessing that we have air conditioning. It is a blessing that we have cars at work. I am blessed that, that I live in a country that gives me freedom to worship the Lord without any persecution. Amen. We are blessed. We are blessed. Now listen, I'm not here to talk politics with you today. That's for other people's jobs to do. Regardless of who's in office, regardless of what you think about our people that run our country, we are a blessed nation. We, have, we, we think we have it bad at times, but until you have traveled to the other side of the world and our soldiers and some of our men and women who have traveled overseas and have served overseas, sit down and talk with one of them to let them tell you how blessed you are in America. Amen. We are a blessed country. We're, I am blessed that I get to live in America, that I get to have all of these freedoms and we get to worship God. And my blessings go on and on. I, I, what I want us to do is today is to shift our focus from the things that we don't have to the things that we do have. So often the temptation is when we're in prayer, when we're in a moment of need, is to focus on the thing that we don't have. God, I don't have the perfect job. Can I tell you the perfect job doesn't exist? Even being a pastor is not a perfect job. Because there are no perfect people. And as great and as amazing as the church is, as great and as amazing as your job is, there is no perfect job. How many have ever heard this saying, finish it for me, the grass is always... I've heard that before. 
And I heard one guy say one time, the reason why the grass is greener on the other side is they just water theirs more than you, you water yours. And I was like, hmm, man, you know, that may make sense, you know. But in all seriousness, they, doesn't the enemy do that to us? Man, their house is bigger than yours. You should have a house like that. You should have a car like that. You pull into church, you park beside someone, they've got the truck that you want, or they got the car you want, and you, you bounced up in here on three wheels, and your, your window's got a trash bag over it, it's all taped up, or uh, you know, whatever it is, and you park, and you say, God, you know, I, I'm serving you, I, I deserve to be blessed like that. God, I, I want that. I want that house. I want that car. It's, it's easy sometimes to, to look at someone else and look at their lifestyle and be envious of that lifestyle. I want to tell you that is perfectly normal. That doesn't make you abnormal that you want, would want something, that you would desire a better life for yourself, that you would desire better things. That doesn't make you an evil person. That doesn't make you a bad person that you may want something like that. Where the evil is, where the, the bad things lie in is when those desires take over our heart and they become the focus of our life rather than God, the giver of all blessings. Amen? It's his job, it's his duty to distribute the blessing. It's just my job to get in line and to receive the blessing. Are you with me today, church? So do you deserve to be blessed? Absolutely. That needs to be our mentality in God's kingdom, that I deserve the blessings from my God. Yeah, you know what? I'm a sinner. Sure, I've been saved by grace. Now, that is our common denominator in here. Regardless of the, the, our income level, regardless of what side of the tracks that we grew up on, regardless of where we've been in life or how many marriages we've had that have been successful or failures or whatever, regardless of all of these extenuating circumstances, everyone in here deserves to be blessed. Amen? We deserve to be blessed. That needs to be our mentality. Give God a praise today. Sure, that's an appropriate place. The thing, though, often is, is that how we define a blessing and how God defines a blessing often are two different things. For our culture, in our world, blessings always reside in tangible things. That's my That house is a blessing. That car is a blessing. Absolutely. Those things should be a blessing unto us. Absolutely. But there are people who make a lot of money who aren't happy. There are, a lot, there are certainly the other side of the coin. There are a lot of people who don't make any money that aren't happy. So just to tell you that happiness does not reside in income, in zeros. It just doesn't. You might have a lot of zeros after your check. You might have very few zeros after your check. I have met people. I know people who have a lot of zeros after their check every week. Sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're not happy. I've also met and know people who have no zeros at the end of their check. And they're happy sometimes, and they're not happy. But the enemy wants us to think that our happiness, that our fulfillment, that our blessing relies in these tangible things. That if I get the bigger house, that if I get the bigger car, that if I have a better life, then I'm really blessed. Isn't it ironic or funny those that are older in here would look at the younger generation and say, man, I remember what it was like being your age and thinking that same thing. And the older I got, the more I really saw the threat of blessing in my life. Perspective is a beautiful thing, isn't it? We call it hindsight. 
perspective. It's the same thing. It's a beautiful thing in life, isn't it? If you walk through a moment of tragedy, you walk through a difficult time in life, you see how God brought you through. You see that when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not when you stopped and you took a nap, but as you were walking through the valley of the shadow of death, how you could truly look death in the eyes and say, I am not afraid of you. And you see the thread of blessing weaved in and out of your life day by day. Sometimes the blessings lie in just the peace that we have that when I lay my my head on my pillow at night and times are tough and the enemy's knocking at my door and, and sometimes it's sleepless or sometimes it's hard and life can be difficult, I can still as a believer rest in the peace knowing that whatever comes my way, that when the sun rises, it's my God that's pulling the sun up in the morning. Come on. And it's my God who's orchestrating my steps. So even, listen, even when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it is him who's orchestrating those steps. And all I need to know that my father's got me by the hand saying, come on, son, you're walking. We're walking together. I'm not going to leave you. I can't forsake you. It's not in me to forsake you. It's not in me not to have you safe because my blessings are eternal. God's blessings are eternal. Give God a praise for that. Amen. His blessings aren't temporary. How great is it to know that sometimes that our blessings can come when we see our kids worshiping before the Lord? Is that not a blessing? To have your children up in church worshiping and serving God. They could be somewhere else right now. They could be left over from a hangover right now out on Saturday night. But you should give God praise right now if your son or your daughter is either in this church or a church somewhere. Amen. Blessings. What what are our blessings? When was the last time you truly stopped to count your blessings? Or are we so focused on the things that we don't have? And that's what the world does. He he gets his focus, the enemy gets his focus on the things that we don't have, on the the, the accomplishments that we have yet to receive or the accomplishments we have yet to achieve and the house that we don't have yet and the car and yada, 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 the boat and all these things. And we want all these things. And they're they're good desires, sure. I mean, God wants to bless us, but, but we are already so blessed. I think today, before the day's over, you should take a pause for the cause. Sit down if you're married, if you're single, whatever, and sit down and start writing out all of your blessings. I promise you, you're going to have to stop writing. I promise you. If you'll sit down, if you'll let the Holy Spirit guide you, really start thinking about how you're truly blessed. I baptized a woman today who buried her father yesterday. What a blessing that is. What a blessing. Come on, somebody. In your hurt and in your pain. You're still acknowledging that God is the Lord of your life. She's blessed because she knows where her dad is. He's right now before the presence of the Lord, where there is no pain, where there is no sorrow, where there are no tears. The blessings of the Lord, they make us rich. They add no sorrow to them. Man, when God blesses you, you know you've been touched by God. When God puts his seal of approval on your life, no man can take that blessing away. Amen? God's blessings make us rich. They add no sorrow to it. Blessings in disguise. Do I deserve to be blessed? The answer is what? Yes. Blessings in disguise. My son is at an age right now where he's super inquisitive. Anybody else got 
kids that ask lots of questions. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you another, another question. They ever ask you a question that you're not ready to answer yet? You know some of those questions. Like the birds and then and other questions. Dad, where do babies come from? What? I don't know. Go ask your mother. <laughs> they ask questions. You're, you know, I'm not an engineer. Dad, how, how is it that we can drive across this bridge that doesn't fall? That's magic, son. I don't know. Concrete. Well, you know what they do, son, is they build a bridge and they drive a heavy truck and then they drive a heavier truck. And then once they get the truck that falls in the water, that's how they know how much weight it can carry. He asked me that question the other day. Is it, Dad, what is that? How, is, how, is that how many pounds? Like, yeah, I don't know how. I'm not an engineer. They ask these questions that sometimes, A, you don't know the answer to, or you're not prepared to answer it yet. You're not prepared for them to have that knowledge. Doesn't mean that you don't want them to know. It just means that they're not ready to really grasp and receive the answer. You ever prayed for something? And you ask God, you say, God, what is going on here? Why is this this way? What is it up with this? What's going on here in my life? I'm just wondering if sometimes God is saying, I've got an answer for you, but you're not mature enough yet for what I'm about to tell you. So your answer, God says to you is, all you need to keep doing is just keep walking straight. I'll tell you when to turn right. I'll tell you when to turn left. The blessing will be there. The answer will be there. You're just not ready for what I'm about to tell you. You know that Jesus told this to his disciples when they asked him, where's the kingdom of God? When are you going to build your kingdom? When are you going to build the temple? That's what they asked him. They really thought that Jesus was going to build this big, awesome temple, and he was going to put his throne there. And he was asking them, Jesus, when is this going to happen? He said, it is not for you to know. You are not ready for the kingdom yet. Are you with me today, church? I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm, I'm here to try to encourage you and tell you that often we ask God these questions of why, what, when, and how. And it's not that he's sitting up in heaven saying, oh, ha, 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 ha. I'm not going to give you the answer because I'm God and you're not. I often wonder if he's saying to us, son, I want to tell you the answer. Daughter, I want to tell you the answer. But you're not ready for what I've got to tell you. My son asked me the other day, we... My dad's giving him lots of pocket knives, and when we go to convenience stores or we travel, man, if he's, he's got this thing with pocket knives. And if they ever outlaw guns, we're going to be safe because we got enough pocket knives to, for all of us to survive. I can tell you that. We throw pocket knives all day. Take a knife to a gunfight, I guarantee you I will. But he's got this, this infatuation with pocket knives, and and, and I have some that my dad has given me, some that my grandpa has given me, some that my late granddad has given me. That, you know, they're just they, not necessarily anything really valuable on a street level, but they're valuable to me. And, and so he's asked me one day, he's like, Dad, I, I want that knife. When can I have that knife? And I said, well, my answer is, son, everything that I have is yours. It's yours anyways. It's yours right now. You can get it later in life, but... It's yours anyways. If I die tomorrow, it's yours. All this stuff that I have is yours. Everything you see is yours. Everything. And in his eyes, sometimes in my eyes, it's not much. But in an eight-year-old kid's eyes, everything that you have is mine. What? That truck is mine? Yeah. That four-wheeler is mine? Yeah. All that stuff is mine? In his mind, he's like, holy cow. I'm about to get a lot of stuff. 
But in our eyes, we're thinking to ourselves, man, it's really not that much. I don't know what you're all excited about. But we need to know that we have a God who is our father, not just a God. He is our father. And he says, everything that is mine is yours. Everything that belongs to me belongs to you because you're my son, because you're my daughter. And we beg God and we beg God. We don't have to beg our father for anything. My kids can come to me and they can ask me for something. Sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't. But they need to know that everything that I have is theirs. I need to tell you as a son and as a daughter today that your blessings don't lie in your hands. They lie in your daddy's hands. And when you need something, you don't have to go to God and beg him. He is a good God. He does not withhold anything from us. Amen. And he says to you today, what he has is yours. The kingdom belongs to you. Your daddy has it all. Amen. If you need a blessing, just ask him for it. Now, listen, with the prosperity message, here is this. I've got to end it with this. I've got to end it with this. While God's blessings are for us, absolutely. There's always a but in the Bible, and this is a big but in the Bible. I'll let you catch up for a minute here. Did he just say but? What kind of but? B-U-T or B-U-T-T? Both. Listen. The but in this Bible is when you're disobedient, you don't get that stuff, do you? If my children want something from me, the last thing they need to do is to throw themselves on the floor. I'm certainly not going to. I know what I'm going to give them, and it's not going to be a blessing. But in all seriousness, listen to me. God's got stuff for us. When we're disobedient, it's no different. Obedience is the currency of heaven. When we're obedient, God says, man, everything is yours. When we're disobedient, he says, I love you still, but you got to get in line with what's going on here. Everything that our Father has belongs to us. Let's stand to our feet today. I read you the scripture, and they may have already put it on the screen, but it's Proverbs 10.22. The blessings of the Lord, they make a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The blessings of the Lord, they make us rich, they add no sorrow to it. We're going to go into a moment of worship. Before we go any further, we're going to just give God this last moment of worship as Megan and the band begin to sing and to play, and we're just going to take time to focus on God. Rather than focusing on what we don't have, let's use this time to focus on what we do have. Amen.